This episode is sponsored by Marvel Strike Force. If you're looking for a superhero-themed mobile game, look no further. Marvel Strike Force is a mobile squad RPG that allows you to battle with your favorite team of superheroes and supervillains in a fight to save the universe against threats like Doctor Doom and Apocalypse. Your goal is to power up your favorite characters to complete missions, unlock gear and other resources, and beat other players in PvP modes like Alliance War and Real-Time Arena. The game is currently celebrating its 6 year anniversary, and they're letting new users in on the celebration by providing free stuff, courtesy of our unique link in the show notes. The anniversary consists of weekly events and bonuses, and if you complete each event, you can receive special rewards and skins. Make sure to log in each day and each week to take advantage of all of the new characters that are being released specifically for this event. This will be Marvel Strike Force's most generous event to date, so don't miss out. We've received a unique promo code, so new users can follow our link in the description and use the promo code MAXPOOL. That's M-A-X-P-O-O-L. Thanks to Marvel Strike Force for sponsoring this episode. Hello everyone and welcome to Slash Film Daily. Today is Thursday, January 18th, 2024. On today's episode of the show, we are going to finalize the 50 best movie moments of 2023. My name is Ben Pearson. I'm an editor at SlashFilm.com and I am joined on today's episode by Slash Film editors Jacob Hall. Hello, hello. BJ Colangelo. Hi, hi, hiya. Brad Oman. Hey, that's me. Editor and chief film critic Chris Evangelista. Oh, hello. And staff writer Ryan Scott. Hey, hey, everyone. How's it going? All right, Jacob. You have the con. Yeah, once again, this is uh, our end of the year or beginning of 2024 best moments of last year movie list. So this is part three of it. If you're listening to part three without parts one and two, I don't know what you're doing. Go back in time. Uh, Listen to parts one and two. You're jumping into a conversation midstream here. Um, and once again, spoilers for all 2023 movies uh, are on the table here. So proceed with caution. And with that said, we have 34 moments locked in. A number of moments in discussion, meaning they're not locked in, but we've talked about them and want to talk about them some more. And a few too many that have not been touched on yet. So I want to go. Th- I want to do an extinction level event, guys. I want to run through this remaining list and start calling out the moments that I think we all know aren't going to make it. We can say goodbye to them. Don't have to worry about going through the rotation yet. Um, if you disagree, if you think, Jacob, that moment has a real is a real contender, don't cut it. We'll put it in discussion. But let's get real here. Let's chop this down. All right. I'll start. So going from the top here, um, there's a few here that I know we'll, we'll talk about, so I'll skip those first. But let's get the cobweb. Peter lets his sister out. Um, I have not seen cobweb. I know some people really like it, but I also know some people really don't. So who wants to say goodbye to this one? Because I don't think it's making the list, guys. Yeah, that's fine. I put it on the list. Uh, I really like this movie a lot. I think it's uh, pr- uh, pretty creepy, and the um, you know there's going to be a twist, but like when it actually happens, it is uh, ultra creepy in my opinion. So uh, yeah, if you haven't seen Cobweb yet, go ahead and give it a watch and just enjoy. All right, the next one I think we can probably easily cut uh, a movie I like quite a bit: uh, Evil Dead Rise, the cheese grater. This is this no. even be my Evil Dead moment? I, I think that movie's got to be on here somewhere. Uh, I, I, I would fight to at least put this in discussion. All right. That's all. And if any resistance, I said put it in discussion. That's what we're going to do. So that's where it's going. All right. Uh, I In a list that has Mission Impossible and John Wick 4, I don't think we need Extraction 2's one or one no. or two. No, I don't think so. I put it on here kind of as a throwing a bone to Ryan, um, just guessing that, that he would want something like this on here. But uh, if he's cool cutting it, I'm cool cutting oh, it. Oh, I have no, I look, I, I, I liked the first extraction. The second one didn't do as much for me. So I'm, I'm no, no, no worries cutting that here. All right. 
the next moment I think we can cut pretty easily uh, because I haven't seen much enthusiasm for this movie at all among Slash film, and that is uh, Maestro, the Thanksgiving Day Snoopy argument. Um, oh. <sighs> oh, BJ, okay. All right. Are we it's not the, cutting this one? It's the only moment that I would consider from this movie. Sorry, Bradley Cooper, I know you spent six years learning how to conduct. That's the scene if we're going to have anything from it. But I am okay if no one else wants it. I just love that my boy Snoopy was part of, you know, an incredibly riveting scene. Yeah, it's very well shot, well staged, well blocked, and and exceptionally well acted in that moment. But I, I agree that it can probably go. All right, I'm cutting it. Hey, a movie that I have not heard about since it opened, uh, Magic Mike's Last Dance, Mike's first dance for Mexandra. I Even people like this movie, I'm not too sure it makes a top 50. No, I put this on here um, just because Channing Tatum, like doing his thing for a, a very flushed and uh, a nervous Selma Hayek in the very beginning of this movie is like the highlight of the film. The, the rest of the film kind of goes downhill from there, but it's like a very, very sexy moment. So if you're at all in the market for that, check out Magic Mike's Last Dance. It's on Max, I'm pretty sure. All right, it's gone. Okay, um, I feel no one, I feel bad. This is a movie that's underseen um, amongst our team, but uh, Suzume, the first set piece, I, once again, I don't think this has enough support to make the list. BJ, you and I, I think, <laughs> are probably the only people who would fight for this. It's a really great moment. Like the, um, This is the Makoto Shinkai anime movie that came out last year. And um, the premise is about this, this girl who meets this guy who like goes around uh, Japan closing doors that get opened by like mythical forces. Um, and the... The first set piece in this movie basically like gave me chills. Like I got goosebumps because of how good it is. And it's another one of those like smash cut to title sequences that I just thought was very effective. But um, I don't know. I I'm okay letting it go unless BJ, you want to fight for it. The thing is like, I feel like I'm going to fight for it to go into in discussion and then it's not going to make it. So yeah. part of me wants to just kill my darling <laughs> right. now, but it is great. And I do recommend everyone see it. This is one of those movies that has the sleeper potential to sneak in one of those, uh, coveted five spots at the Academy Awards for Best Animated Feature. I put it in discussion for now, just because clearly there's, there's some resistance here. We'll, we'll address that. Okay, I feel bad about this because Hannah is not here. Hannah, our editor, who was supposed to be on these podcasts but couldn't make it to, for, to a family obligation. This is her favorite film of the year. I love Talk to Me. I think it's scary and awesome. And as a whole, I like it. I'm not too sure either of these moments, the ending or the possession lasts too long, can squeeze into our top 50. I, I, I wouldn't the possession is not the one I would go for. I, I'm going to, unless I'm going to get a ton of resistance, I would at least like to make a pitch for the ending. I right. will, I will second you on that. Okay. Well, let's put the ending in discussion and cut the other one. Yeah. It sounds yeah the, the only thing about the possession. Yeah, we can, we can definitely cut it, but I just, I put that on there or, or maybe I didn't, but I was thinking about it because um, just the way that that is, uh, is executed where like you get those little flashes of one of the characters being basically trapped with like all of these writhing bodies and hands and everything is just such a um, a terrifying moment that really stuck with me. So yeah, that um, that moment stuck with me and like that is like seriously it like upset me. Like I saw the movie twice and like just picturing him stuck in that. But but I think if we're gonna if that movie's even got a shot, I think the ending is the best shot of getting it on the on the list. So yeah, that's fine. All right, we have three moments from Eli Roth's Thanksgiving, a movie I really like. Uh, Scuba's horrifying realization: the parade goes terribly wrong. And in quotation marks, there will be no leftovers. I think Thanksgiving is super fun. It's my favorite Eli Roth film by maybe a country mile. Uh, I don't think any of these moments make the list. I'm I don't inclined think so to either. agree, but like, 
shout out to Patrick Dempsey for the line delivery of the year with There Will Be No Leftovers. And the Prey Ghost Here I'll Be Wrong is uh, the horror, like the, the Final Destination horror set piece of Nazi coming in the middle of a, of a slasher movie. So good mm-hmm. on that sequence. The scuba, scuba's horrifying realization thing I put on there because it's a moment of like real humanity in a movie that does not really have a lot of that. It's very heightened and, and kind of ridiculous all the way throughout. But it's a moment where one character realizes that his girlfriend has been like disemboweled or something in front of him. And he's like holding her body in his arms and he's like, what do I do? What do I do to another person who walks in the room? And he's like genuinely like freaking out and doesn't know how to react in that moment. And he's looking for this human connection. And I was like very struck by the fact that this movie got very real all of a sudden in the midst of all this ridiculous nonsense. So uh, that's why I put it on there. But yeah, it can go. All right. So let's keep on. We're having great times. Let's go ahead and cut through some remnants of this list. We get back to our main in discussion list and knock this out. We have three Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse moments here. Miles' big escape, Miles visits Mumbatton, and Gwen and her dad. So I guess the question is, do we want to keep it to one Spider-Man moment? Uh, do we want the spectacle of the big escape with all the spider people, the um, world building of Mumbatton, or the or the beautiful like character-driven watercolor aesthetics of Gwen and her dad? I mean, these are the, kind of the three cornerstones of the, of the movie in a lot of ways, like the three things it does really well. So I'm kind of curious how you folks feel if, if there's room for more than one or if we want to pick one. Yes, all three, please. <laughs> I think two. Yeah, I think you so can make hard. an argument that two could make it. I don't. I, I. I think this is one of those movies that could justify two. I have my feeling on which one could get cut, but I don't want to get attacked yet. It's early in the day, so you're right, Ryan. All three should be on the list. <laughs> Brad, such a good listener as always. Um, I, I, my okay. I'll just my vote would be cut the miles visits. Uh, uh, Mumatin, uh, but I, I, but I, I love the scene. But I think the other two are the, the bigger, better moments. And if it's going to get two, I think those are the two. That's my vote. I'm not saying that's how it's got to be. That's what I think. Yeah, I'm inclined to agree that one of them needs to be Gwen and her dad, because mm-hmm. that, because that is, yes. in fact, this big animated superhero movie is that visually astonishing in a character-driven non-action scene uh, is a testament to what this movie does well. Um, so I'm okay moving Gwen and her dad plus one other up to in discussion and deleting the remaining one. I'm also leaning toward Miles' big escape because the sheer number of spider people and gags and visuals in that sequence are kind of remarkable. Yeah, I I think I agree too. But and uh, and on top of that, I think that because like the escape ties into the idea of like why this is happening anyway because it's it's based around the idea of breaking canon events and making a Spider-Man story that stands out from the grain of the rest of the Spider-Man stories and not having to adhere to what people think are like the pinnacle of certain characters, comic book stories. And that like these, like, you know, superheroes can have any story and they don't have to adhere to like all the cliches that people might expect. So I, I think, yeah, I think all of that considered, I think Miles' Big Escape is probably the other one that should be on the list. Does anyone want to make a case for Miles Vitz's Moonbatten? And this is not to say this is not a remarkable sequence because it's gorgeous. Um, and really amazing and, and well constructed, but we got. I don't think all three make in discussion. Yeah, I think you got. I think you highlighted mm-hmm. the correct two here. Yeah, I think so. All right, let's move those two up to in discussion. Say goodbye to Moonbatten. Okay, we talked about it a little bit the other day. I think we should move the saltburn bathtub scene to in discussion. It's too big of a moment for a movie that people are still talking. Oh, a hundred percent. I've seen like five different like merch companies put out shirts since we recorded the first episode. <laughs> Look, uh, 
at, at the draft house screening on opening night, they were giving out small plastic popcorn buckets in the shape of of bathtubs with saltburn logo. Oh, those on are it. going for like 150 bucks on eBay right I now. I know. I, ha- I have one. And I'm, tr- I'm trying to figure out if I should sell now or wait because they couldn't give them away. Like, like they, they were like people were, were, were turning them down at a screening. And like now I'm like, I should have taken six. Why not just put it on the list instead of in discussion? Honestly, I feel like it just, it's going to make the list. I it agree. Just, I think I think this yeah, saves I think us so time. Too. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think the Saltburn bathtub scene makes the list. Yeah, do if you, it. If you've seen the movie, you know, know exactly what we're talking about. Okay. All right, that's locked in. Okay, let's go ahead and have the Asteroid City conversation real quick. There are two moments. The alien returns and the director and the actress talk. I think the two sides of this movie, uh, two sides of this movie, really. The alien returning being the whimsical Wes Anderson stop motion goofiness that is the film's core sense of humor and the director and the actress talk, which is a film's sort of a uh, nesting doll structure where you see people involved in the making of the play that would inspire the movie uh, in that in that very... I have a, I have a quick question. Yeah. Is, is that is that scene supposed to be the scene where they're on the fire escape? Or is fire it, escape, uh, yeah. All right, that's not the director then. That's an act, oh, the actor. Oh, the actor. Sorry, I'll, I'll talk right. about the actor. So, yeah. If, it, if it's that, I would really like to fight for that to be on the list because that's like one of my favorite scenes Same. of the year and it's like the best scene in that movie. Yeah, I don't... My personal feeling... I liked Asteroid City more than I loved it, but this scene like kind of encapsulates, I think, what a very ambitious movie was trying to do. Um, and I don't know that this is one of those movies that gets two. So I think if we're going to fight for one, this is the one that I think should go. Yeah, honestly, I, I want Asteroid City on the list. I'm happy with either of these moments. If you guys think it's the actor and the actress on the fire escape, that's the one to go, and I'm cool with it. Yeah, that's yes. the scene that should stay. All right. Locked in. Deleting the alien scene, although the alien is very, very funny in Asteroid City, and I like him a lot. Okay, Ryan Scott, Blackberry. Are you the only Blackberry fan on this podcast? Advise I know. Your favorite. Uh, uh, okay. I love Blackberry, too. Okay, thank you, Brad. Um, Okay, so, yeah, this is, like, one of... I think this is the underseen movie of the year. Like, it, it is criminally underseen. It ended up being my favorite movie of the year. So, like, I, I, I didn't... I can't believe it took this long to get to it, but, I, look, I, I have no delusions. Both of these mo- moments aren't making it, and I only put one on there. Um, so, Brad, did you put the other one? Did you put the iPhone one? I did. Okay, um, this might be you and I having to have, like, a sidebar to figure out which one of these moments has a shot at getting on, but... Um, I, yeah, cause like I, Glenn Howerton in a good and just world would be getting a best supporting actor nomination for what he did in this movie. And, and my argument was there's a scene where he's attempting to purchase a hockey team and it goes very South. And this is when everything else in the movie is kind of collapsing around him. And he just loses his mind on everyone. And like this, like uh, incredible act of petulance. And it sort of sums up everything that's great about that movie. So that was why I threw that. I don't know, Brad, if you want to talk about the iphone moment but yeah glenn howerton is fantastic in this movie uh the the, the other thing that I, I i wanted to highlight that i put on here um is you know blackberry is all about obviously the rise and popularity of the blackberry device and how it was like it, it dominated the smartphone uh market basically you know created it and was just just huge uh and then out of nowhere apple launched the, the iphone and just the the sheer you know pride that there is from Jay Baruchel's character as the creator of like thinking that touchscreen is in the future. Why wouldn't you want a phone with buttons? You know, just the, the, the anger that he feels and then like actually seeing the iPhone announced and just like 
you the, the scene itself when they're watching the keynote like the air is just all is sucked out of the room and everyone knows like that's the end of blackberry because you know most of us I, like you know ended up with iphones and there isn't even a blackberry around anymore so uh that that to me was like the the pivotal scene uh in the movie but yeah i i also very much respect glenn howerton's performance in the movie too Okay, so from everyone else on the panel, I would go with either of these moments if if we could get one on the list. Do any of you have any feelings about this? I had not seen Blackberry. I missed this one. I feel terrible. It's been on my list for a while now, and I just... I think if you're picking one, of, I think it's the, the Glenn Howard scene, I think, because I yeah. think that's the more memorable moment. I think so, too. Do enough people... Look, this is Ryan's number one film of the year, and I think we all deserve grace for our number one film of the year. Um, so... It sounds to me like Glenn Howerton gets on this list. We delete iPhone, and um, we'll have it. We'll figure out how to squeeze in everything else in the remaining slots. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, sure. I'm okay with that. All right. Thank you, guys. The next moment is one that I think we should lock into the top fifty. I know we're getting tight, it's getting tight up there. <laughs> but that's uh, Creed three, the final boxing match in the empty stadium, uh, where Michael e. Jordan goes full anime as a director, and maybe and creates maybe one of the most memorable fights in the entire Rocky Creed franchise. Uh, I mean, just this, I don't, this, this, it, this, it takes the, the rawness of a Creed boxing match, but makes it into this ethereal, like manga fight scene. It is wild and it comes out of nowhere, but also it fits the movie's heightened emotions in a, in a way that feels like a great sports anime in live action. Am I making sense? Is this Creed 3 scene as good as I think it is? Yeah, it's great. It's, oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's amazing. It's Michael yeah. <laughs> It's, it's a Michael moment B. that Jordan's... shows that Michael B. Jordan is like a good filmmaker. Like, yeah, it's his coming good. out party as a director. This was going to be the next one that I tried to champion. So if we can just go ahead and slot it in, then I yeah. will save everybody some time. Let's slot, slot it in. Um, the next one in our, in our list here, I think I, I, I like it, but I don't think it makes a list. And that's the, the, the pitch meeting and dream scenario. It's a fun movie and a fun scene, but I'm looking at what's left. And I'm not sure this makes yeah. it. Yeah. I don't think it makes cut it, it, cut it, cut it. But dream scenario is great. I just please watch dream scenario. And that scene is hilarious. Yeah. It's a really surprise, funny scene. surprise. Michael Sarah, always uh, enjoyable. Yeah. Okay. I think this one may actually get locked in the list. Cause I know this film has a big following here on uh, knock at the cabin. Oh shit. It's real. Um, I'm, I'm a bit agnostic on this film, so I'm not going to b- budge either way, but I know people love this movie and love this reveal. Uh, what's the gist amongst you folks? Oh, I love this movie. I love this movie so much. <laughs> yeah. And I think, and and to me, like, this is like the pivotal moment for the movie too, because like it's the trailer sets it up as this mystery of like, wow, are these people crazy? Or, you know, like well, surely what happens, what they think is happening can't actually be going on. And it, I don't even think it's like the halfway point in the movie. Like it's, it's early. It's very clear that what's happening is really happening. Uh, and all of a sudden it, it just changes the entire scope of the movie and like what, what it's shooting for and what it does. And so, so yeah, so I'm, I'm all about this. That yeah. Sequence. I think it's also a really great thing in kind of the canon of M. Night Shyamalan as a filmmaker where everybody's expecting the twist and he's basically like, nah, no, it's real. And I love that. Yeah. That's kind of my thing with it. It was one of, it's my favorite Shyamalan movie in like 20 years. And I think for me, it was a lot of like the whole way it seems real and it seems almost impossible that it's not real the way that it's going. And then you're just expecting a twist, expecting and then there comes a point late in the movie where there is no return. You're like, Oh my God, it is absolutely real. And this crazy thing that you, that it, it, and yeah. And I think like just to be able to highlight Dave Bautista as one of the best performances of the year. uh, Absolutely. All right. It sounds like this makes a top 50. We put it in there and we'll make, make our piece. 
Yeah. All right. Last thing we have not discussed at all. Two scenes from No One Will Save You. The gigantic alien reveal and the flashback reveal slash fighting back. I would love to see this movie make the top 50. I am cool with either moment. I would also, if enough people say, nah, it's fine, it's good, but it doesn't make top 50, I also wouldn't dig my heels in. What's the general impression amongst the team here? I really love this movie, and I know I'm the one who put the the alien on it because it's been a while since gray man aliens have genuinely creeped me out, and this movie creeped me out. I put the other one on uh, because, because for me, this is that's kind of like the again, it's it's a pivotal moment in the movie where we we learn like the full backstory of what happened with Caitlin Deaver's character, um, and you you see you know the tragedy that happened with her and her friend and why she's this outcast in town. Um, and, and then you have like the aliens trying to, to trick her into like living in this fantasy, you know, world that is just inside her head. And then she completely rejects it because she knows it's, it's, it's not real. And like just the, the use of red in the sequence and the way like it pulls back and she like comes out of the, the vision that's being forced upon her and everything. It's just, it's, it's such a cool sequence. I don't know. I'm, I'm a little cooler on this movie than you guys are. And we have, as Jacob just highlighted on our list in real time, it looks like 19 other things in discussion right now and 11 slots left on the list. So I don't know. Like, Do you guys like this enough to dig your heels in over the rest of the movies that we have in discussion? Let me say my, my thing with this, I loved No One Will Save You, but I think it's one of those movies where there isn't like a moment to me. Like there's, there's no, and, and this list is very specifically about moments. And to me, neither of these moments and what I thought was an excellent movie rises above anything else we have to discuss and fight for. So that's where I fall on it. Yeah. I've got some other Hills I'd much rather die on. So if they, if it's not making it, I've said my piece about liking this movie. So I'm okay. Yeah, if we have to get rid of them, that's fine, because I, I, there are at least 10 in discussion that I know that like I want on the list, so yeah. All right. We all agree that No One Will Save You is really good. We all really like it. it oh, it's fantastic. I, I think, yeah, so we're, we're not cutting this out of spite. We're cutting this out we're cutting this because it was just a really good year for movies. All right. Uh, that brings us only 19 moments in discussion, 11 slots left. Uh, ben, should we cut to a break before we come back? Yes, thanks. Let's do that. And we're back. Jacob, pick us up where we left off. Okay. We have 39 moments locked in, 11 slots remaining, and 19 moments. <clears throat> so my, my, looking at this list of what's left, there are a lot of titles for movies that already have moments on the list. Then there are some that we haven't put on the list at all. I, well, I want to... Let's have the Godzilla Minus One discussion. This is... Was Godzilla Minus One going to be on this list? It's just a question of which moment, or both moments. And right now, I think we need to pick one to lock in for sure. And circle back to the other one. See, I just think I can't, like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to, like, live with this list if the Godzilla attack doesn't get on there. Like, and, I, and I'm <laughs> and I'm shocked that, like, I'm actually, like, I thought this it was a shoe-in. I didn't think this was going to be an argument when this started. Like, I thought that was going to be the ones we were all just going to just lock in. So now that we're having to circle back to this argument, I feel a little sick to my stomach. But because I felt like you had more support for yours. But I, I All right, well. Let's. I'll reiterate my argument from yesterday, and you can say your piece as well, and then we'll see what the rest of the group thinks. All right, my moment is the boats assemble and the Godzilla theme kicks in. And this is because Godzilla Minus One does a lot of things that no Godzilla film has done before. Uh, does And the things it does that are familiar are quite good. 
But this sequence, this moment where the civilian fleet unites against Godzilla and the theme comes on, uh, made me feel patriotic for a nation I don't live in. And it made me realize that if the Godzilla, the Godzilla metaphor has been so effectively expanded to not be just about horrors of nuclear warfare, but about nuclear warfare, but also uh, uh, PTSD from World War II, about uh, Japan getting its act together and, you know, rebuilding itself uh, after being firebombed and nuked. I mean, this moment, because I call to action for an entire nation has been devastated. Uh, if I was Japanese, you know, I don't know how to react to this. I imagine it would be a powerful moment for me if so as an American to feel this way is, um, <clears throat> I know, it feels remarkable. And I have a sore throat. I apologize. But yeah, the Godzilla attack is really good and really scary. And it's, a, and it's a scene that is my favorite type of Godzilla thing. Godzilla is a horror figure. I do not like Godzilla, the heroic guy who saves Tokyo. I like Godzilla Stomp Tokyo. But I have seen Godzilla Stomp Tokyo a thousand times. And I have never, ever, ever seen a scene like the other one. And that's why I think that we should... Consider Godzilla attack for later, but lock in the boat attack, and that's my piece. Okay, so my thing is this: like, if I were to, if I were, if I were to pick like five moments from this movie that I thought could have made the list, yours wouldn't be in the top five for me. Like, and and this is, a, and I love your moment. This it's, it speaks volumes about how damn good this movie is. Like, I would say the one we cut earlier, like Godzilla chasing the boat, like that's like Jaws, but Godzilla. And I think that was something we hadn't seen before. But Godzilla turned 70 this year. And Godzilla minus one, when Godzilla attacks Japan, you're, you're right. We've seen this before. We've never seen it like this. I, Godzilla is at times scary. This is the scariest Godzilla's ever been by a country mile. And when that theme kicks in during that attack, it is actual goosebumps and i've seen it twice and both times i got actual goosebumps like this is a cinematic icon seven decades in executing the thing that godzilla does and is known for doing better than it's ever happened and that scene is visually arresting terrifying it's it's the thing that sticks in your brain and yes you're right it's kind of the thing we've seen before but never like this and I think the boats thing, the reversal of using the theme for good is charming and all, but I don't think it cinematically or in terms of like what we will remember this film for 20 years from now trumps that attack. That's my thing. Ooh. Damn, that was so many words to say you're wrong, Ryan. Whoa. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Let's go around. Uh, BJ, do you have any opinion on these two scenes? Boats. Oh my God. Are you kidding me? Boats. <laughs> oh, I feel sick. I'm going to lose this, aren't I? <laughs> Uh, ben, do you have an opinion on this? I don't. I'm neutral. Brad, do you have an opinion on this? I wouldn't be upset if both of them made the list. Yes, what uh, Brad said. But um, <laughs> yeah, so I, I'm yeah, I'm I don't I don't feel passionately one way or the other because I love both of these scenes. Uh, Chris, do you have an opinion here? I have not seen the movie. Oh, okay. Oh, mm. Mm. <laughs> why don't wait, we wait, wait. maybe do we start going through some of these other ones and see if we might be able to make an argument that both get on all right yeah, yeah okay I, I don't want to go through rotation here let's have a bit of a, a free range here does anybody on this rotation have a super strong feeling by any moment uh in our in discussion section here i feel like and i'm not even like that big on the movie but i feel like the skinnamarink should be on make the list because skinnamarink just feels like a big like cultural moment for the year. It was like this little movie that was made for almost no money. And it, it sort of became like this, this like big deal. And I feel like it'd be good to have it on the list. I agree. I mean, I, I made the call. I, I talked about this yesterday, but the phone jumps here and Skimmerink is scary as hell. And 
the most conventional moment in a movie that has no conventional moments, which somehow makes it even scarier because you don't like an hour in, you do not see this coming, and then suddenly it happens to you. I yeah, I, I think that Tim Rink, uh, the, the phone jump scare belongs in the list. Uh, look, mm-hmm. I I was in favor of moving that up to just locked in when it happens, so I'm okay with that. But you know, then I think we got to start getting real about cuts. But yeah, I think this makes the cut. I think I didn't even really like this movie, but I think this makes the cut. All right. We officially have 10 slots remaining. Ben, do you have any hard feelings about any of these? Um, you know, I I kind of think that the Killers of the Flower Moon, Lily Gladstone asks Leo to listen moment should should be locked in. Like that, you know, looking at the 18 things that we have remaining, there are several that I know that are, that are going to just be easily wiped out, I think. Um, but that one, I feel like... I don't know I, it's just so good and scorsese had such a big year in 2023 um and and this movie you know it's probably not going to win the oscars that everybody kind of hoped that it would and all of that so it would be cool for us to highlight another moment uh, on this list but um i don't know that's my thought can, can i just i would feel weird putting a second killers of fire moon moment on the list when godzilla minus one and spider-man spider-verse don't have any on them on the list yet oh yeah 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 good point uh okay go to somebody else um, uh, BJ, what, 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 on, what on this list things do you? Um, so I will say we can kill the elemental scene that is up in discussion. Um, it's probably not going to make the overall list. I just love it so very much. And it was such a sleeper hit of a movie that everyone was convinced was going to be a flop and then, uh, was not because it had legs. And I love that. So we can get rid of it out of discussion. Um, cause I just don't think it's going to make it. But as far as something that I am passionate about that, I really like it. I'm going to really hardcore go to bat for Gwen and her dad in Spider-Verse. I just am. That scene is so unbelievably beautiful and touching and for all of the think pieces about how people have superhero fatigue. It's like, no, that's not true. People just have a very specific type of superhero movie fatigue. And this scene proves it's not that it's not this, this is what people want. Yeah. I, I would, I think I'm inclined to agree with BJ at this is the moment. We, we mean both could still make the list, but if we're going to highlight one moment from Spider-Verse, I think it should be the fact that it, it's visual aesthetics do not get lazy during scenes where characters talk to each other. It is always beautiful. And I, it is, I just want I, to throw my hat in the ring and say that of the scenes, this is the one I would I would vote for. I personally say both Godzilla scenes and both Spider-Man scenes make it on the list, and then we parse down <laughs> the rest of the discussion scenes from, from there. Because I think that half of these like are are lesser than those scenes, and so I'm totally fine with those getting cut and because these are they're just, it's two great scenes from two great movies. Um, and I think, I think, yeah, both, both from both movies deserve to be on the list. I'm not, prepared lean... to, I'm not prepared to give any movie two slots in the final 50 just yet. Okay. I, I, I'm, I'm leaning toward Brad here, but uh, you know, I'm, uh, I have my blockbuster bias is showing, but I, I'm, I think when we moved these spider verse scenes up here, I don't think any of us thought Gwen and her dad wasn't going to make it. I think the, the conversation was, does the other one make it as well? So I think we lock this one in and then we can circle back here in a couple minutes. Yeah, I also, I, I also think half of these had a mixed reaction from people, whereas like f- all four of these scenes, like that people love at least if they've seen if they've seen the movie. Obviously, maybe should we seen... should we go from the top of in discussion then, and then just kind of work through them because we don't have a ton left. Maybe we can just get through it that way. Let's let's, let's figure out the Spider Verse real quick. Let's, let's lock in Gwen and her dad. I think we should just do that. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, what yeah, I. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 
All right, yeah, okay, let's do that. Um, the blackening, turning the gun the right way. You were passionate about this about this, about this uh, last conversation, Ryan. Do you still feel this is a, belongs in the final nine slots? I mean, look, I'm showing my whole ass here, but yes, like I think like comedy is a little <laughs> underrated, underrepresented here. I think this was the a, a large, I think, point that we talk about with this list is sort of representing the underrepresented and great moments and things you might have missed or things in in an otherwise maybe okay movie. And no, is the Blackening going to get a Best Picture nomination? Does it deserve one? No, but does this like brilliant comedic moment like sort of embody what? its place in cinema and what this movie's trying to say i think so and so like you know i would you know over over a lot of this other stuff i would say so but i don't if i'm alone there i'll end my discussion there and just say what a great movie what a great moment but if anyone else is going to back me up i'm happy to hear it god i can't believe i'm doing it i'm i'm with ryan on it i love this moment and i love what it would represent on this list i love what it like, because that's what this list is is for is those little moments and oh, god it's a good one <laughs> I guess my whole thing is that if we add the blackening, the chance of getting Godzilla's big attack in Japan goes down a lot more. Does it though? Does it though? I don't think those things are, you're making a false equivalency here, Jacob. I don't. Jacob, you remember when I let Pope's Exorcist go? And remember when I you said didn't I was going to bring Pope's that Exorcist back? In. No, 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 no. But I said, but like I said, I was going to bring that rationale up next time we started arguing. Look, look I, I'm, I'm pro blackening getting on this list. Like, so I, I think. This is a movie that people really like, and it's a, and I love the idea of a little moment like this being on the list. I, I think this should go on the list. All right. Oh, all right. All right. Brad, uh, I'd like to know if there's a moment here you feel passionate about. Uh, it's it's going to be a double thing, but uh, I'm going to make a hard push for I'm Just Ken from Barbie. Uh, that scene is a cultural touchstone. It was It's like... It's huge. It's it's just a huge scene. Ryan Gosling's amazing in it. It's a hilarious song. It's a, a, a fantastic sequence in the movie. Um, I mean, and for for a movie that is called Barbie, the fact that the movie still also makes such a great use of Ken and gives him a great character arc, and this is just an incredible moment for that character. So uh, that that's gonna that would be my big push from the, this list. Yeah. Once again, I'm torn because that would make Barbie our first film and maybe only film to have two moments in the list. So I'm trying to figure out. It was the highest grossing film of the year. Mm, it's true. Look, it was I also really good. Mm-hmm. I'm just Ken is in, I've listened to that song maybe 50 times. I find it incredibly funny. I love Ryan Gosling. You have it's put, on the list. You got it. You, it you also got its hard. own SNL parody too. Like not a lot of moments on this list have transcended enough to also get an SNL parody. All right. Uh, if we put Barbie on the list, I, I, that's fine. I just want to make sure we're all Raw Harbor's okay with this being one of the movies that one of the very few movies get two moments in the list. I think it's worthy of being one of the few that gets two, but but I just I mean there look I'm already looking at a few on here that I'm saying we can just get rid of right the hell now so we might be able to expedite the argument I don't want to have here, but <laughs> Okay, so is anybody opposed to I'm just Ken being on this list? I would just say that if Barbie has two on the list, I'd really like it if Killers of the Flower Moon had two on the list. Oh, see, this, this is where things get sticky. All right, okay. hold on. Well, hold on. Hold on a second. I, I, I just did, did. I'm doing a count here. So if, if Barbie, I'm just Ken makes it, then we we still have seven slots left, and that's enough room for Spider Man, Killers of the Flower Moon, Godzilla, and Oppenheimer to all get second moments on the list. All movies that I think deserve two moments i was thinking that oppenheimer ending could go since we got the big one from oppenheimer that was one of the ones okay. i was looking at that, let's, I do this. That we need. Mm. let's work from the opposite angle here instead of trying to fill up these remaining eight slots let's cut some from the discussion that we know we can just remove 
I, I feel okay about putting Super Mario Bros. Uh, Peaches in the discussion. I think that song is the best part of, of a not great movie. But now that we're here, we can cut it, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. Uh, okay. yeah sure. it, helps, it helps my case for something I feel better about. So, yeah. Yeah. All the 10 year olds listening to Slash Home Daily are furious right now. <laughs> okay. uh, Jason Momoa painting corpses toenails in Fast X. It's gone. I would actually. I would actually think this belongs in the no. list. But. No, yeah, I honestly, Jacob, I would fight for it. Dude. I would if fight that for makes it and the Godzilla moment doesn't make it, I'm quitting. Uh, I, I don't remember Godzilla painting his toenails while sitting with dead bodies, so. Uh. <laughs> okay, how about this? How about we go ahead and cut the John Wick Chapter 4 overhead tracking shot? Because we have John Wick on the list. And it was an awesome scene. Chris talked about the fiery shotgun. It was great. But is it going to make the list? Probably not at this Probably point. Probably not. No. And, and similarly, the since we already have Percy singing Maneater from No Hard Feelings, I doubt the Naked Beach fight is going to make the list because I doubt that No Hard Feelings is going to be one of the movies that has two represented, right? Yeah, I, I love the Naked Beach fight, but I, I, I think I think we need to get realistic. I think that's the case. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right. Bye, bye, naked Jennifer Lawrence. Well, now, now we're getting to the point where we're just saying goodbye to stuff that we love. So, like, the uh, it's going to get hard. All right, Indian Jones and Dial Destiny, actual time travel. I'm glad we moved this in discussion. It's too wild to not have in this in this area of discussion. Looking at these last eight slots, I don't think it makes it. Cut it. Cut it. Cut yeah. It. All right. Kill that, darling. Okay. Eight slots left. Eleven remaining in discussion. If we kill three of these guys, they all get in. Or the rest of them get in. Oh, God. So may I make a suggestion? <laughs> we kill Suzume. We kill Talk to Me. And we have one more to kill. We have a list. Oh my uh, God. Uh, I don't know if I want to kill Talk to Me yet. You can kill Suzume, Jacob. Yeah. Yeah, Suzume can go, even though it rules. Oh, we're all just getting to the point where, like, th- there's no joy coming through these microphones <laughs> at all. We're all just, like, <laughs> stick to our stomachs. Um, okay. So we need to kill two more. Let's, let's go through what's left. Wait, for, for like, home. I thought we were adding, I'm just kidding. It's still down in discussion. Is we, ha- we haven't locked it. We haven't fully uh, locked right. it in yet. Okay. So we have Fast X, Jason Momoa paints Corpus Toenails, The Ending of Oppenheimer, I'm Just Ken from Barbie, our two big Godzilla minus one scenes, The Listen scene from Kills of the Flower Moon, Monk confronts Centaur Golden about her book in American fiction, The Cheese Grater in an Evil Dead Rise, The Ending of Talk to Me, and Miles' Big Escape in Spider-Man. Can I ask, I liked Oppenheimer a lot. I think we got the big scene that needed to go. Who had the impassioned pitch about the ending here? I mean, the ending does rule. I mean, it's very good. But I'm saying that, like, as far as like when we're getting down to the wire here, is that is the ending of Oppenheimer like worth deleting some of these? It's worth deleting Godzilla's big attack of Japan. I don't want to talk to you anymore, Jacob. <laughs> I think, I mean, I would argue for Oppenheimer over the American fiction moment, for example. Oh, or over... bitch. I haven't even seen Fast X, but I'd say like the, I, Confident the ending of Oppenheimer is better <laughs> than the scene from Fast X. I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm 99. Uh, uh, Chris, you might watch the scene and might reconsider. That's, I mean, that's true. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> the the cheese grater from Evil Dead Rise, like that that you know, considering the um the quality of the moments that we have here, I understand Ryan that like that you would like the idea of something from Evil Dead Rise making the list just for representation's sake for that movie, but like the drilling down on the individual moment here 
compared to some of these other ones, I, I just don't know if it makes sense for Evil we Dead Rise. We cut Evil Dead it. Rise, Godzilla stays. What? <laughs> deal, <laughs> deal, deal, let's do it. Both Godzilla <laughs> moments, lock in both Godzilla moments, cut Evil Dead Rise, let's fucking do it. <laughs> okay, I mean, yeah, that's fine with me. Um, yeah, get rid of it, Jacob. Okay, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm making sure we're okay with this. Okay, I'm putting in both Godzilla moments, fuck it. All right, thank you. All right, actually, Jacob, let's take a break real quick, and then we'll come back and finish out the, the remaining five. Okay, let's do it. Uh, Jacob, pick us back up. All right, we have seven moments left in this list. So we have six slots left to fill and seven moments eligible for it. Godzilla Minus One just became the first film that had two moments in the list, so we broke that barrier. Um, the question is, will it be easier to go one by one and pick six moments, or will it be easier to just cut one from the seven and move to let the six up? I mean, it's probably to remove one is the easier way to do it, but uh, this is one of children because I would pick favorites. <laughs> uh, uh, look, I'll say this. I think if we're looking at what's left, even though since we've broken the two barrier, I don't know that the, I think I'm just Ken has to go. I just uh, no, I don't, no, I don't no, 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 I mean, for Fast X to make it this far, I'm going to try to push it over the finish oh, line. Oh, gotcha. Smart. 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 All right. Well, Killers of the Fire Moon is the only one that got two votes, so I feel like yeah. that has to be. Well, the only, talk, to, talk to Me's ending got no votes there. We cut Talk to Me's ending. The other five move up. Our list is done. BJ, you were the other one who was big on Talk to Me. How do you feel about that? Because I, I, I think that ending was like one of the most satisfying endings for me in a very long time in a movie, so... Um, that ending does kick ass, but oh god, I have to, I have to have Lily Gladstone up there. I wrote an entire piece about why she's too good for the Oscars. I can't not give her a moment where she's being silent and still and controlled. I have to have her. I also think the rest of these moments, with the exception of the Fast X one, pack a particular
the fact that we're not talking about that. We're talking about the scene where Jason Momoa's Joker-inspired madman hangs out and talks to a bunch of dead people while doing their nails. That's what I want out of Fast and Furious these days. <laughs> okay, so it sounds like Talk to Me's ending is going, right? I think so. I, 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 mean, I guess so, yeah. Dang, R.I.P. Talk to Me's real good, though. It's really good. So, see that movie. Oh, okay, I'm merging the last of our... <laughs> Oh. Okay, I think we've done it, guys. Um, uh, we, we need to do what we do every year, which is just run down the list and have each of us um, read a, ch- a, chunk, a chunk of it so people know what made the list finally. Um, Chris, can you read the, 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 the ten in no particular the, the first ten in no particular order? Like, not, not, they're not ranked, I mean, but read the read them as they came in. Uh, yeah, so number one, Theater Camp, the final song. Number two, Nimona, I See You, Nimona. Number three, The Iron Claw, Carrie meets his brothers in the afterlife. Number four, Air, Sonny Vaccaro's pitch monologue to Michael Jordan. Number five, Past Lives, the ending. Number six, The Zone of Interest, the ending. Number seven, Bottoms, fighting the football team. Number eight, When Evil Lurks, the dog attack. Number nine, Down Low, the dance scene. And number 10, Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves, the bard spell breaks. Uh, BJ, can you read 11 through 20? 11, Eileen, The Twist is Revealed. 12, Oppenheimer, The Trinity Test. 13, Barbie, What Was I Made For? 14, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem, The No Diggity Montage. 15, Killers of the Flower Moon, The Radio Show Ending. 16, Anatomy of a Fall, The Flashback Argument. 17, The Pope's Exorcist, Russell Crowe on the Scooter. 18, May, December, Joe Smokes with his son on the roof. John Wick, Chapter 4, The Stairs Fight is at 19. And number 20, Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 3, No Sleep Till Brooklyn. Ryan, can you read 21 through 30? Indeed, I can. Number 21, we have No Hard Feelings, Percy Sings Maneater. At 22, we have Chevalier, The Opening Violin Battle. At 23, we have Napoleon, Cannonballs Through the Ice. At 24, we have Megan with the dance attack. 25, The Hunger Games, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. Lucy Gray sings at the reaping. Number 26, How to Blow Up a Pipeline. They blow up a pipeline. Number 27, Poor Things. Bella and Duncan hit the dance floor. Number 28, All of Us Strangers, The Diner Scene. Number 28, Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning Part 1, Climbing Through the Train. And at number 30, Are You There, God? It's me, Margaret. Mom cries about her parents. Brad, can you 31 through 40? Number 31, The Boy in the Hair and the World Collapses. Number 32, Ferrari, The Fatal Car Crash. Number 33, The Holdovers, The City Montage. Number 34, The Killer, The Bost Assassination. Number 35, Saltburn, The Bathtub Scene. Number 36, Asteroid City, The Actor and the Actress Talk. Number 37, Blackberry, Glenn Howerton Loses His Shit. Number 38, Creed 3, The Final Boxing Match in the Empty Stadium. Number 39, Knock at the Cabin, Oh Shit, It's Real. Number 40, Skinamarink, The Phone Jump Scare. And Benny, take us home. Sure. Number 41, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, Gwen and Her Dad. Number 42, The Blackening, Turning the Gun the Right Way. Number 43, Godzilla Minus One, Godzilla's Big Attack on Japan. Number 44, Godzilla Minus One, The Boats Assemble and the Godzilla theme kicks in. Number 45, Barbie, I'm Just Ken. Number 46, Fast X, Jason Momoa Paints a Corpse's Toenails. Number 47, Oppenheimer, The Ending. 48, Killers of the Flower Moon, Lily Gladstone asks Leo to listen. Number 49, American Fiction, Monk confronts Centara Golden about her book. And number 50, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, Miles' Big Escape. Hell of a list. I don't miss anything now that I see the whole thing assembled. We did it. We did it.
Oh, folks, this is my favorite podcast of the year every year. It's so much fun to argue about this with you. And looking over this list of moments, like what a great year 2023 was. Like what a, what a variety this, this list has. I love it. Yeah, we yeah. made it through and we're all still friends, kind of. I definitely think <laughs> I have stress breakouts now, but that's fine. It's not too late to cut Godzilla minus one a big attack of Japan. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good. Like, the fact that Godzilla minus one's on this list twice is great because that movie is uh, as good as movies get. Deserves um, it. Yeah, this is great, guys. Uh, folks, um, whew, I'm tired. You're tired. And I really <laughs> hope if I really hope people enjoyed this because these, these lists are always a lot of work. Um, but yeah, if you enjoy these lists, if you enjoy hearing this every year, you know, write us a little email. Let, let us know if you like listening to these episodes as much as you know we like making them. Yes, for sure. Uh, all right, I think that's going to do it for this year's uh, big best movie moments list, and that'll do it for the end of today's episode. You can find more about all of the, the uh, movies that we mentioned on today's show at slashfilm.com. Slashfilm Daily is published every weekday, bringing the most exciting news from the world of movies and TV, as well as deeper dives into the great features you can find on the site. You can subscribe to the show on Apple, Overcast, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe to our newsletter. There's a link for that in the show notes. Send your feedback, questions, comments, concerns, concerns and mailback topics to us at bpearson at slashfilm.com. Make sure to leave your name and general geographic location in case we mention your email on the air. Don't forget to take a moment to rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. That does help us out a lot. Tell your friends about the show. Thank you so much for listening and we will talk to you all tomorrow.